want to market your book but have no idea how in a way that would give you results anyway, maybe you've never forayed into marketing before because you're still writing your first book or you just finished it, but maybe you have. Maybe you've done some marketing and you've just seen minimal, if any, results. Anyone who's followed me for a while knows that I've kind of shied away from talking about marketing over the past year, but I'm officially getting over that and um, I'm going to talk about it more moving forward. The truth is marketing your book should not be as hard as most people make it out to be. As with all things, a lack of results or just finding it really difficult is simply a matter of knowing how to do it. If you have a step-by-step process and basic understanding of online marketing principles, you really can't go wrong. The problem is this isn't taught very well in our space. I mean, sure, there are plenty of people who teach strategies for marketing, like how to do Amazon ads and that sort of thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I've learned over the past year is that really basic principles of marketing are not very well taught in our space. And I feel like if most authors had a better understanding of it, the marketing side of things would be so much easier. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the how and the why of it all so that you can jump into the new year into 2024 with a plan for marketing your fiction correctly and efficiently. Okay, stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. So when I first started writing books, I remember being determined not to market. (laughs) Why? Because it terrified me. I mean, of course, I wanted to market my book, but I didn't want to be the one who had to do it. Okay, I didn't want to do it. I didn't know how to do it. I remember thinking that I couldn't wait to pay someone to do it for me. So at the time, like most people, I was not having a whole lot of money. I was a starving student at the time. I was in college and um, I just really wanted and wished to have somebody to turn it over to, to pay to market for me. But I knew I was not at that level yet. I was just looking forward to when I would be. Well, (laughs) more than 10 years later, I got news for you. Number one, it really does not work that way. And number two, today, I'm still not paying anyone to market for me. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I won't pay someone to do it at some point. But here's the thing. Even if you get to the point where you can afford to hire someone to help you, you still have to be the one to teach them how to market your books. Marketing any given book will be different 
than marketing any other book in the world. I mean, they're so unique that way. And I know that sounds overwhelming, like you're never going to be able to figure that out for each and every book, but you will. There is a very specific and relatively simple way to figure out how to market for your book and what will work to market for your book. But you do have to figure that out, okay? And only then can you turn it over to someone because you can tell them exactly what to do to market that book. And we're talking not just, oh, use this strategy, post this on social media three times a week, um, do these kind of ads. I'm talking about the actual words and language that you use to market your book that will get readers to buy it, okay? And that really is what is missing, I feel like, from the fiction author space. And like I said, I know that it sounds very nuanced and like it would take forever to figure that out, but I promise it is not as hard as it probably sounds when you first hear it, okay? So the point is that if you think you can just turn your marketing over to someone else and be like, hey, figure out how to market my book, I promise that is not going to go well. I mean, plenty of authors have done that. Like sometimes they pay marketing firms thousands upon thousands of dollars and they get really miserable results, okay? Why? Because no one can sell your book as well as you can. And again, just, I already said it, you need to figure out how to sell your book and what will work for selling your book, okay? And most marketing firms are very generic in their marketing. And even if you pick up a VA, if it's not someone who's read everything you've ever written and is super invested in your books, they're not going to know how, I mean, it's not their fault. You can't get mad at them for it. They don't know how to market it unless you tell them very, very specifically, okay? So that strategy just does not work. And I can't tell you how grateful I am that I never had the money to do that because guess what? If I had, I would have lost that money. And instead, I've been in the trenches for the last 10 years and it has been pretty grueling at times figuring out how to do this for my book. And now I am to a point where I can teach other people how to do it, okay? Um, so anyone else, you know, there are people out there who quote unquote know how to market a book and they probably have really good strategy. I'm not saying that what they do doesn't work in general, but when it comes to the details of the copy you use, um, what aspects of your story your audience will respond to, only you can figure that out and then teach it to someone else, okay? So I'm gonna put a statement out there. All reluctance to market, so everyone out there listening to the sound of my voice, if you have any resistance or reluctance to market, it's coming from one, or two, one of two things either a lack of knowledge, because you don't know what to do or how, or a lack of experience. Now, I'm probably going to get one objection to that, and that is, what about just being afraid to market? What about fear? So for example, um, if you are afraid to be on camera, and so you don't want to go live on social media, for example, if you were to use that to market your book, well, you might say, well, that's just a fear I have. That's not a lack of knowledge or a lack of experience. Um, I'm going to push back against that, okay? And I, I, I'm saying this because I really want you to understand this. Being afraid to do anything comes from still one of these two things, either a lack of knowledge or a lack of fear. So you could be afraid to go live because you don't know what to say. You've never done it before. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to show up on camera. You don't know how to seem confident. You know, that's a lack of knowledge. The fear of actually doing it as though, you know, it might be a phobia or something, even if it's really not, you're just afraid to do it 
that comes from a lack of experience, I promise you, because once you've done something a few times, it stops being scary. So when people say, oh, it's just my personality, I'm just too afraid to go live. No, 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 guys, guys, I understand, I really do, because I was exactly the same way for a long time. But that's exactly why I can tell you this. So I'm going to um, tell you something about something that happened when I was at BBD Live, which was the event that I was gushing about last week, you know, the live event that gave me a lot of clarity. Um, so they had this contest, sort of a contest, where they would tell you, um, do something, write something down that you've always been afraid to do and put it in a fishbowl, basically. And then they were picking things out of that bowl and giving away prizes. That's all it was. It was just kind of this fun little extra thing that they did during the event. And you were supposed to have already done the scary thing before you put it in the bowl. So let's say, you know, again, going back to the live example, which is actually the one I'm going to use. If I was afraid to go live, I could put on the little paper, I'm going to go live on Instagram and face my fears, you know. And then once I did it, the idea was to do it during the event. So go back to your hotel at the end of the night and go live for your followers and then go put in the bowl that you did something that was super scary for you, you know, and then you could be picked out, um, theoretically to get a prize. And the prizes were pretty good, actually. Um, anyway, so they, they, on one of the days they picked a name out of the bowl and she was a coach who that is exactly what it was. She was afraid to go live and she was very honest and said, Oh, I haven't actually done it yet. I was planning to go back tonight to my hotel room and do it. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really not trying to be um, dishonest or anything. I just, I really didn't think you were going to pick my name out of the bowl. So I just went ahead and put it in, but with every intention of doing it tonight. And he was kind of going, eh, I don't know if I should give it to you. You're really supposed to do it before uh, you can be eligible for the prize, you know? So then everyone in the crowd started yelling, well, just have her do it now. Just have her go live now, and then she can be eligible. You know, we wanted her to be able to get the prize because her name was drawn. And I don't think he thought that she would be willing to do that. And he was going, oh, do you, do you want to do that? But she agreed to it. Um, so what they did is they had her go up on stage, and she turned her back to us, the crowd. And that way we were just like the background was the crowd. And she pulled out her phone and went to Instagram and she went live and all of us, you know, we, we all asked what her handle was. So we got on her live. So it looked like she had tons and tons of numbers on her live and, um, she did it, you know, she went live and when she was done, um, everybody cheered and, and hugged her and, you know, it was, it was really kind of a, a super cool moment. But after that, she took the, the microphone for a minute and she said, um, you know, it's true that if you face your fears, if you do it just once, they go away. Because after doing that, I feel like I could go live every day for the rest of my life and never have a problem. Okay, because it was so on the spot, and she had to face her fear, but she did it. And you know what I mean? That, that's, that's what I'm getting at here, guys, guys, that's my point is, once you do it, it's not frightening anymore. And I can actually attest to this myself. My experience was much less dramatic than that. But I just years ago, I was afraid to be on camera, I was afraid to go live, I was very shy. And the way I spoke was very soft and very mousy, very different than what you hear when I speak today, right. Um, but I started doing lives, and I just forced myself to do it. And because it was just me, you know, in my own space doing those lives, the first probably three of them or so were really, really terrifying. And I was really scared to do it. And then I, I really think it was like the fourth time I went live, I went live, I did my little spiel. I don't think it was very long, like 10 minutes. And then I got off and it wasn't until I got off that I went, Hey, I just did that whole thing. And I didn't even think about it. You know, it was I, I wasn't scared. I wasn't paralyzed. I was that was really easy, you know. And so even though it took me more than once, guys, it was literally three times. So like, I think I was going live 
either once or twice a week. And it did not take long at all for that fear to go away. So it's not going to be months and months and months of trying to face your fears. Okay, it's just going to be once or twice. And um, the same is true. This is like a really long metaphor, right? But the same is true of marketing. Once you start doing it, you've just got to push through and get it out there, then your fear will go away. So going to repeat what I said originally, all reluctance to market, no matter what the reasoning is, comes either from a lack of knowledge or lack of experience. Okay. So that's just something that you have to learn and start doing basically. And then it won't be scary anymore. Okay. But what about the time element as in, shouldn't you be writing and not marketing? You know, what if you don't have time to do both? Well, what I can say about that is that time is very malleable. Um, I won't be too woo-woo here, but suffice it to say, if you want to do both, you can do both. Now, I understand that everybody is super busy. I am busier right now than I have ever been. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just have a lot on my plate and I can sort of see the light in the distance, you know, when it won't be this bad, but I'm literally working 10 hour days and trying to get books written and trying to get, you know, all the things done editing. And I'm actually revamping, like, really, I'm just doing one at a time, but I've got like three or four programs that I need to get recorded over the next few months. Okay, so I just have a lot on my plate right now. And yet, I am still getting things done. It's going slowly, but I just finished Dragon Magic, which is a really long book. It's a high fantasy. So it's, you know, think Game of Thrones. It's a thick one. And it's something I've been working on for years. And I still got that done this year, just in the last few months. Okay, so my point is, if you plan and you put your mind to it, you can figure out both. Uh, You just have to carve out time and make marketing part of your process. And for the record, you should not be marketing for hours and hours every day, okay? I would never encourage anybody to do that. (laughs) I would say a handful of hours a week at most, and you can batch your content, you you can figure things out, okay? But the point is, there are lots of options, just depending on you and your time, you can pay a VA to help you, all of that. You have to do what you have the bandwidth for. Um, But it's just a matter of putting your mind to it, you know, sitting down, creating a plan, blocking out time. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, Whatever you have time for is what you'll do. So even if it's only half an hour a week, even that much, you can have really effective marketing doing that. Um, There's the 80-20 principle in business, which just says that 20% of your efforts will bring in 80% of your income. So you just have to hone in on what works the best and do that and you will start to see some results and really um the more you do it and start to see results the more you'll want to do it okay the first time that you do something and you start selling books i'm sure a lot of you probably have felt this before it just becomes really magical because your books are selling right and you want to do that more so once again if you just have a step-by-step process and know exactly what to do and when and how much it just becomes part of your business you know it's just another thing that you have to get done every week, but you start doing it and it becomes second nature to you. So the next question you might be asking is, okay, but what if I carve out the time and I get over my fear, but I start marketing and I don't see results? Well, this kind of goes back to what I've already said. You have to know what works, what to do to get results. And, And here's the thing, and this is what I want you guys to take away from this. This is important. There, it is very true that there are things that were working for book marketing back in 2014 that no longer work because algorithms have changed and um, just the way we go about things, the technology has changed. 
And so that is why it can be so hard sometimes to market because we read things on the internet and they're outdated and they don't work anymore. Or it could be that they work for one person, but they're not working for you. Like they work for one genre, but not for you. And you know, if you're anything like me, I know for years I did everything I could to emulate what other authors were doing um, that was getting them success. But for me, it was just really mediocre at best results. Okay. And, and why does that happen? Well, it, well, it could be a two hour discussion why, and I'm not going to go into all of the details, but it's because you have to not just emulate what they're doing strategically. So what I mean is they put a post on social media and they get a bunch of sales from it, say. So then you kind of look at that post and you try to break it down and you try to figure out how to do that only for your book, you know, of course, adapt it to your story and your characters and everything. And you do, and you still don't get the results they get. Okay. But it's, it's so much, there's variables that you need to be looking at that are a little bit counterintuitive that you probably don't know to look for. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning, it is basic business principles. And once you have this figured out, like, your messaging and what aspects of your story to talk about, it will completely revolutionize your marketing. Okay, but it's not something that's taught very well in the author industry. Very often what we say is, okay, well, you need to have a great blurb. And there are different strategies for what to put in that blurb. But at the same time, (laughs) it's also very much a guessing game, you know, you have to try a few different blurbs and see what works and see what people click on. But I'm here to tell you that there is a formula, sort of, that you can, it's just not the best word for it. There, there are principles you can use that you can, you know, plug your book, your, your blurb into, but it has to do with the way you talk about it and the different aspects of your story that you actually pull out that people will always respond to. And that is not what is taught very well in our, in our industry. We are just taught, okay, write a blurb. Okay, um, well, what's your hook? Okay, well, um, what, what events happen in the story? Oh, make sure at the end to not end on a yes or no question, but do it this way. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I mean, there's value in it. And theoretically, that's good. But it's just missing so many things. And so often we're taking shots in the dark when it comes to our marketing, and just hoping something works. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you have to, that you're going to be able to get away from testing. You are going to have to do some testing, but again, it should be much, much simpler and much more straightforward than what we're doing right now in our industry. We're always guessing (laughs) and we shouldn't be guessing to quite the extent that we are, you know, it should be more like, um, you know, in high school, they used to tell us when, I don't know if you guys had the same experience I did, but when you would be in science class in high school and they would talk about a hypothesis and what it was, which, you know, most high schools teach it incorrectly, but they would usually say it was an educated guess. Like that's the definition of a hypothesis, which is not actually true, but that's what they would tell us as you would make an educated guess about what would happen. It's kind of like that. I mean, of course there's going to be some testing, but you should have the principles to know the basics of what will work. And then it's just nuances. So instead of, taking a shot in the dark, say again, if we're using the example of your blurb, and just putting something out there and getting nothing crickets, you should have enough knowledge of the business principles to put something out there and get some results. And from there, you can tweak it to get more results. Like it should be a step up from where we are. And again, that's just what's not taught in our space and what I would like to start teaching people so that we as a group of, you know, fiction authors, educated, hardworking, very creative fiction authors can 
find it a little bit easier to market our books and to make money off of our books, okay? So I guess that's a good segue into the question of money. <laughs> so let's say you, um, you've gone through all of this. You have um, faced your fears, made time for marketing, and you know how to get results because I have showed you how, and you're just ready to go, but you don't have the money, okay? Because as I said, most of us starting out don't have the money to market. Well, of course, there are low budget things you can do. And, you know, we can talk about all of those. But here is what is really important about this. And it's yet another thing that is not taught in our space. Contrary to popular belief, you should not, you should absolutely not start your marketing by running paid ads like CPC ads. If anybody's listening and doesn't know what a CPC ad, it, it stands for cost per click. And it's Amazon ads, Facebook ads, BookBub ads, uh, Google ads, although not very many authors use Google ads. Um, so basically you run an ad and anytime someone clicks on your ad or clicks on your link, then you get charged. So the idea is that you have to figure out what it's costing you per click and then figure out how many clicks it takes to sell your book and make sure that that is less than the price of your book so that you can uh, turn a profit. And I know that sounds complicated. Once you start running them, they become, um, you know, like anything else, you just got to learn how to run them. They're, they're not too hard once you've done it a few times. Um, but here's the thing. This is a mistake so many fiction authors make. I, I would venture to say the majority of fiction authors in our space make this mistake, okay? Um, they upload their book and they either get crickets, no sales, or, you know, maybe a few sales from family or from their email list. And then after that, it's just nothing. And their book kind of falls into the Amazon void. And then the authors, they attribute, you know, the lack of sales or the very few sales to just the fact that there's a lot of competition on Amazon. And, um, you know, that's just the normal thing. And that's just what's going to happen. And so they say, well, I'll just run CPC ads to my books because that's the only way to get in front of readers. So... There's some truth in those statements, but not as much as you might think, okay? There absolutely is a lot of competition on Amazon. There are a lot of books, and we absolutely do need to take measures to make sure that our books are seen by the right readers, okay? That is all true. It's also true that CPC ads do help you get more sales. I'm not down on CPC ads at all. I use them, and there's a time and a place for them. But CPC ads should not ever be the first thing we do to market, okay? I want you to listen to the next thing I'm going to tell you very, very closely, because this is the biggest takeaway I want you to have, the biggest business principle that is not being taught in the fiction author space. Okay, you ready? Paid ads will not sell a book that is not already selling. I'm going to say that again. Paid ads, so for us that means CPC ads, will not help you sell a book that is not already making sales, okay? Paid ads amplify what is already working. They will also amplify what is not already working. <laughs> so if your book is not already very sellable, you are going to lose money on CPC ads. Now, I don't want you to get discouraged by that. Because when I say your book is not sellable, I mean, sure, you need to make sure it's a high quality product. If there are um, a lot of editing mistakes or um, the cover really sucks or something, you know, those are things that need to be fixed and it's going to be, it's, you're going to have a hard time selling it before those things are fixed. But overall, let's say that you have put in the time and the effort. Um, chances are it has more to do with 
your blurb, with the copy that you're using. And those are things that can be fixed, right? So um, don't be discouraged. Just understand that you need to figure out once the high quality product is there, assuming that you've written a high quality story and everything, you need to figure out how to sell your book, you know, how to speak to readers in a way that will make them want to click, whether it's on your ad or on your um, social media post or on your email, and then will actually convert them into buyers, right? It has everything to do with the copy that you use with the what, what people in other industries call your messaging. In our in our case, it would be your copy, how you speak about your story. Um, so you can have the high quality product. You can attract the right audience by using, you know, whatever it is, hashtags, SEO words, um, keywords and phrases, that sort of thing. But if you want to convert them into buyers who actually click and buy, you have to use a very specific language to speak to them in. Okay. You should not be running paid ads to any book until you've already confirmed that it will sell without throwing money at it, right? And this is something that some people do it, but it should be automatic in a way. So what I mean is you hear kind of these unicorn stories, right? About someone, an author who puts a book up and without doing anything else, without doing any marketing, they just pop their book up on Amazon and sell thousands of copies. And you're going, oh, well, that sucks. I mean, I wish I could do that. Glad for them. But man, my book certainly didn't do that, right? And what people in our space usually call that and the way they talk about that is they call it a unicorn story. Or, you know, you can't you can't um, count on your book doing that. It was just something that happens every once in a while and it's a fluke. Guys, <laughs> I'm here to tell you it is not a fluke. It is very specific things they are doing that make their book sell. And my point is that everybody should get at least some sales organically. But of course, we know that most people don't. Why? Because they aren't using this principle. They aren't using these principles. What's happening in that case is that the author, and you know, we hate them a little bit for this, um, is <laughs> naturally doing these things. And most of the time, those authors don't even know they're doing it. So they can actually become frustrated because they pop one book up and get, you know, 10,000 sales, and then they pop another book up and it doesn't work. And they can't figure out what made one book work and what is not making the other one work, right? And again, it's because they just kind of did it naturally and stumbled into it without realizing it, and then they don't know how to reproduce it. Um, but what should really happen is that you should be able to publish a book and you should get at least a handful of organic sales. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's also true that depending on your genre, you may have more or less. So we all know that high selling genres like romance or, you know, mystery and crime, they tend to sell a lot more books. So they may get a lot more organic sales. If you're writing in a very um, small niche that doesn't have as big of an audience, then you're not going to get as many, but you should still get some. And guys, this is not just a fiction marketing principle. This is a foundational business principle. Anyone who sells anything, whether it's physical products, services, experiences, coaching, anything like that, knows they must abide by this business principle. And, and you know, much like newbie authors, there's plenty of newbie business people that don't abide by this principle. And guess what happens? They're business tanks. And then they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out this principle and figure out how to talk to their audience, how to sell whatever it is they're selling in a way that will make their audience want to buy. Okay. This is stuff that I have been learning over the past four or five years. And I just, I'm always kind of floored because 
it's not taught in the fiction author space. I keep going back to that. It's just not. Okay. So what you want to do then is once your book has gotten some organic sales, that just proves that it is a sellable product. And then you can start running paid ads to it to scale your sales. Okay. That's the way that it should be. Um, there's lots of ways to do this, but you're basically testing your book to make sure that it's something the audiences want. And if you're not getting the sales, then you need to tweak different things about it. Like I said, you might need to tweak the cover. You probably need to tweak the copy, meaning the blurb or whatever you're using as copy in your ad or on your social media. Um, but here's, here's the thing. And this is probably where this is all going to tie into what you've been listening to me harp on about for the last year or however long you've been uh, listening to my podcast. I talk a lot about principles of good storytelling, right? I talk about characters, I talk about world building, I talk about um, the human template for storytelling, how human beings absorb story. It is those same principles that you can pull things out of that will help you to market effectively, okay? It all goes hand in hand. Um, Back when Brian Cohen was on my podcast, I'll link that episode up in the show notes, he's the Amazon ads guy, And I asked him a question. I asked, you know, what would you say to people who feel like they can't market because, you know, authors tend to be very creative. We tend to be very right-brained and marketing is left-brained. And so there's a lot of authors that have trouble with that. And he said something that um, I do agree with, but I guess I, I hadn't really thought about it quite like that before. And I've thought about it a lot since. He said... I don't believe that marketing is just left-brained. I believe that creatives can use their creativity to market. We can make it more right-brained. And I really liked that, but I was going, huh, okay. And I've just kind of had it in the back of my mind ever since then. And as I've really come to explore, um, you know, the human template for storytelling, I realize it's kind of the key to what he said, your creativity in your story, you're going to pull parts of that out. And that will be what you use to market. Okay, so another big belief in the uh, fiction author world is that you cannot really sell books on social media. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I'm selling all kinds of books on social media. Honestly, I don't have the time to post most of the time. So I'm kind of just getting back into it and trying to grow some of my social media channels. But it kind of is similar to what I've been talking about here. We have to acknowledge certain truths about social media. Number one, one post is not going to sell 10,000 books for us. Number two, excuse me, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, we are going to have to grow a following there, and that takes time. It also takes the right strategy. You have to know what the good strategy is on any given social media platform to grow the audience, right? If you're just, you know, popping up posts that say, buy my my book, buy my book all the time, that's not going to do anything for you. Um, So you have to know the strategy for, say, Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is that you're trying to grow uh, your audience to um, create an audience for your book. But if you know how to do it and you're willing to put in the time and the work, you absolutely can use it to sell whatever you want. Like literally, I have friends in the business world who are selling really high ticket things, like much, much more expensive than our books are. We're talking $2,000 coaching programs and they are selling them 100% on Instagram. Like they don't have any other sales channel. Um, Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that only having the one sales channel because the other truth we need to acknowledge is that we definitely do not own the real estate on social media. So if your account gets shut down, you're going to have to find some other way to sell, right? So I I don't necessarily recommend putting all your eggs in one basket that way, but it is an extra sales channel. And it's just, 
too bad that because people in the fiction author world have not had a whole lot of success, again, because they just didn't have the knowledge, they instantly say, oh, you can't sell books that way, rather than figuring out how to do it. But what I'm saying is that what I can teach you about how to pull these different, um, you know, details out of your book, the, the, the wonderful original story that you already have in your head that you're already writing, those will teach you how to market your book, how to talk about your book. And that goes for any platform you want to sell on. Okay, you're going to use those same principles for ad copy for your blurb on Amazon for your, well, your blurb on any uh, book re retailer on any social media platform you want to post on and even in your email copy. Okay, because it's not just the outward strategy for one sales channel. And not that there's anything wrong with those. But again, the fiction author world, we tend to look through a very superficial lens at marketing, if you will, we say, okay, um, I'm going to post on Instagram about my book and see if I can make some sales. And maybe we even do it for a while. Maybe we stick it out for a month or two. But when we don't see results, we go, okay, we can't sell that way. Well, maybe we should go back to the drawing board and look at the foundation principles of marketing, of marketing anything, not just fiction books, and apply them to our fiction books. And then maybe we'd have some success. Okay. And this is the the kind of thing that isn't really being done in our space, or at least not by very many people. And the people who are doing it aren't teaching it far and wide. So um, this is why marketing can be so hard for us sometimes. So the bottom line is that there are three parts to creating a successful fiction business. And these three things would apply to any book you write. Okay, number one, you've got to have a high quality product, which means not just a great cover and well edited. I mean, those things are super, super important, but a story that resonates with readers, you know, that really is going to, they're going to latch on, they're going to love it, they're going to be loyal to you because you know how to tell a killer story, right? The second thing you got to do is attract the right audience. This is actually kind of the simplest part. <laughs> and I know that that's probably counterintuitive because if your marketing efforts aren't working, you think that you're not attracting the right audience. And there's, there's truth to that. But really, this is just about... Um, SEO, hashtags, keyword phrases, making sure that everything's right for your genre. Um, a lot of it is your metadata. So it's going to be your blurb, your cover, your keywords. And they're very important. Like if you don't have that, it's true that you're not going to attract the right audience. But at the same time, that's like the smallest part of marketing that, that takes the least amount of time to get right. So once you know how to do it, it's you know, it'll take you a day to figure that out. And you're good, you know, that will attract your audience. But the third step is converting that audience to buyers. Because if you write, say, I don't know, historical romance, you can get your metadata right, and you can attract all the historical romance buyers all day long. But the question is, can you convert them to actual buyers? I think I just called them buyers. Let me say that again. You can attract all of the historical romance readers to your book all day long. But if you do not know how to talk about your book in a way that will make them click and buy, what's the point, right? You're not getting the sale and you're still not seeing the downloads and the royalties. So once again, three steps, high quality product, attracting the right audience, which is usually through your metadata, and then converting them into buyers through the language that you use. Okay, if you can successfully do these three things with every book you write, you can build a sustainable author business and get to the point once you have a big enough backlist that you can live off of it.
And if you're really, really good at it, if you write really, really good stories and get really, really good at talking about them, you can very quickly become a six-figure author. I mean, there are plenty of authors who have done that. And again, they are seen as unicorn stories. But there's really, in my experience, there's no such thing as a unicorn story, not really. It's just that people have never been able to figure out what made that book so popular, okay? Um, So you could say, oh, well, Stephanie Myers with Twilight, it was a fluke. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Whether you like Twilight or not, whether it's your thing or not, is not the point. She tapped into things that appealed deeply to her core audience. And so her book sold like hotcakes, right? It was not a fluke. It was something that she was doing. And once you learn what it is and learn to look for it, you'll see it everywhere in every successful story there has ever been. So as most of you probably know, I'm going to be launching my new program, Fiction by Design, in the new year. It'll probably be in February because I'm still recording it right now. This program is a little bit of a beast. It is big. There's a lot in it. Um, But it's because we know that writing books are kind of complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. You know, you got to worry about characters and and world building and and arcs and the internal and the external and symbolism and metaphor and there's just so much that has to go into it right themes and then there's the marketing part right but my new program is going to show you how to do all of this okay it's going to end up being um either a five or a six month coaching program and that's because there are so many things to go over and if I were just to put them all in a simple online course, it would overwhelm you. You know, there's, there's a lot in there. Um, but I can show you how to do all of this. I can show you how to write a story that is deeply, deeply connecting with anybody who reads it, you know, just to become an excellent master storyteller. And then along the way, we are going to pull out the bits that you need for marketing. Okay. I will also show you how to do the metadata thing. Like I said, that part's relatively simple. It'll be one module. You go through, you do it, you're done. Um, but it's really the, pulling out the bits you need to talk about your book. And then at the end, I will show you how to talk about your book, exactly what to do. And the idea is that after six months, not only should you have your book written or mostly written, of course, it's going to depend on the amount of time you can take with it. Um, But even if it's not written, you will have it fully outlined, know exactly what you're going to write, and you just got to finish it. But you will also have a full marketing plan. I'm going to give you basically a one-year marketing plan for your book, what to do every week for one year that will help you make sure that it's sellable, learn how to test it, and then you can move on to scaling if that's something you want to do. And I'm assuming if you're here listening to this that you do because you're trying to create a fiction business and make some money off your fiction, right? (laughs) Okay, so um, I just wanted to talk about this, about the problems with marketing in the author space, and I'm getting ready to put out this program. I am really, really excited for it. I I absolutely love what I do, and I've put out writing programs before, but it was when I knew less about things, and so, you know, just as I've grown and changed, so has what I teach, and this, I think, is going to be the program that I've always wanted to put out, but didn't always have the capacity. So I'm super, super excited for it. Um, One more quick note before we end. I talked before about doing an Instagram marketing course. I'm actually pushing that back right now. As I started to look at it and my schedule for the next month or two, I realized it wasn't entirely feasible. Um, So I apologize for that. It doesn't mean that I won't do it eventually. I will probably do a full marketing course at some point for 
um, fiction authors, but I need to get this signature course, you know, the fiction by design out first. So um, again, it's not been totally scrapped. It's just been pushed back for right now. And I will let you know, you know, if and when in the future I go back to that. But for right now, um, you know, mark your calendars. I will probably be doing some sort of workshop or I'm not sure exactly what it'll be or what it'll look like when this is ready to kind of introduce you guys to it. And so um, if that's something you're interested in, I will put the link again in the show notes. You can get on the wait list for Fiction by Design, which just means that um, I will email you when the doors open and you can decide then if it's something that you want to move forward with. Okay. So I hope that everybody is having a wonderful holiday season. Thank you for sticking with me. I know this was a little bit longer than usual episode, um, but it's important that you understand these things, especially if you've struggled with your fiction marketing. So everyone have a great week of writing. Have a wonderful holiday season, and I will be back next week, and I will see you then. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome. 